Welcome to DailyRoto.com. My name's Tony Singata, and we've got another big night for you to get you ready for 11 crucial NBA games on Wednesday night, March 18, 2015. And, of course, you'll listen to the podcast brought to you by DailyRoto.com. And you can catch this podcast everywhere. Of course, you get it on Podbean, you get it on iTunes. But, of course, we're most proud of being on the Fantasy Sports Network right now. 24 hours a day, seven days a week of fantasy sports coverage. Uh, we're on that show at 1.30 in the afternoon. You can get all the preview for the upcoming Daily Fantasy Slate and all the other the great programming on the fantasysportsnetwork.com of course you can catch that at fantasysportsnetwork.com but if you live in the New York metropolitan area you can check it out on Cablevision in West Virginia it's on cable there Pennsylvania it's on cable there we've hit some of the west coast some of mid america if it is not on your local cable provider call up and complain or just move one or the other in 40 million homes in Canada, things are going fast and furious and so soon to be coming uh, to other cable channels. So we're looking for that. We're looking great. And, of course, we've got a big, big promotion coming up with Monmouth Racetrack in the New York area. So looking forward to that and a whole lot more. So we're going to break down the NBA tonight. When you break down the NBA, who better to have with you than Ricky Sanders? Ricky, what's going on, my man? Wow, you're telling the viewers to move, huh? Well, it looks hey. like I'm... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it looks like I need a one-way ticket to New York then, because I don't know if I yeah. get it around here. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, seriously, quality of life is important, right? And how good could your life be if you don't get the Fantasy Sports Network? That is a very good point. You know, maybe I should start reassessing things. You know, maybe after this phone call, start looking through some papers, start looking at Travelocity and uh, change my life up. Yeah, and if you don't really want to move, you could just go to FantasySportsNetwork.com, and that'll actually work, too. All right, cancel those travel plans. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to name my price anymore. I'm going to just stay stay where I am. <laughs> but everything's open to you people out there. Uh, so I want you to get fired up. Remember, you only have one day left uh, to win a free 2015 premium subscription from Drew Dankmar and Mike Leone for baseball content. And later in the show, I'm not sure if you're going to get this on the Fantasy Sports Network because the first 30 minutes will be aired here. Uh, the rest you can catch at DailyRoto.com. Victive, a new fantasy sports site, has made an interesting decision. And I have only read it over once. And from what I read over, I do not like their rules. What they've decided to do is you pick a pitching staff for a team. So let's say you take the Chicago Cubs opening night. Not only do you get Sean Lester, you'll get the bullpen. And here's why I think it's a complete failure. I'm going to tease you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you later. I'm going to just told you I didn't like it. Now you need to stay tuned, especially if you work at Victive and you want to find out what the man says. We'll see how that plays out. So, Ricky, are you ready for that a little later in the show? I'm ready. This yeah, actually see, I uh, get... the first time hearing of it, so I am ready. Oh. Okay, so get this. I just gave you the first lesson in radio history. Always keep them wanting more. (laughs) There we go. We jump right into the action for, uh, of course, Wednesday night, March 18th. Uh, We've got 11 games on the slate. I'll tell you what, I love these nights, but it gets a little tricky, a little confusing. And the first one's Brooklyn and Cleveland, 205 total. Now, you can look at the game that Cleveland had against Miami and throw it out the window. It was three games, four nights, last game of a road trip. 
it happens all the time in the NBA where you have to worry about it. But 12-point spread is the only thing I'm, I'm worried about here. Uh, Brooklyn plays at a slow place. Cleveland is offensively efficient. Of course, on 11-game slate, I don't think I like anybody in this game enough because there's no cheap bargains here. I agree with you. Looking at this game, you know, looking at where the teams have been giving up the fantasy points, you know, looking at Brooklyn alone, they their weaknesses are shooting guard, power forward, center. Do you really want to play any of those? I don't know if I want to play Mozgov on a big night. Obviously, LeBron and Kyrie, it almost doesn't matter about the matchup, but when you got, you know, these other point guards and other small forwards with some pretty significantly positive matchups, why would you waste your time with this one, especially with the blowout concern? Now, I just had a bug in my coffee. Now, how would you have handled that? I I just removed the bug and kept drinking the coffee. How would you have handled that? Well, to be honest, I uh, I probably would have just kept drinking. I uh, I am, you know, the five-second rule doesn't apply to me. It's more of a 50-second rule. I would have hoped that during mid-sip, you know, the fly would have realized and flown away, but I, I, I don't know. I I would have kept trekking on. Detroit and Philadelphia, no line total on this one. Now, Reggie Jackson is, of course, uh, a guy that doesn't play baseball anymore, but this one's agile, and he actually has great defense, and he put up a monster game tonight, now playing back-to-back. I like him against Philly. That being said, his price has risen across the industry, but he's definitely going to be on the table for tomorrow night's action. Yeah, I like the matchup, but I mentioned tonight, I actually tweeted it before the start of games, that I think without Greg Monroe, it allows him to play a lot more truer to his style. You know, when Greg Monroe's in the offense, he'll dump it down, and then they'll ISO to him, whereas it's more of a fast-break team when there's no Monroe because Drummond can run the court, you know, he can take an alley-oop. They can run pick-and-roll and and, and kind of throw him an oop to dunk, or Jackson can kind of make his own offense as opposed to having to throw it down to Monroe. I actually I loved Jackson tonight, and you know neither of Philadelphia's point guards are any good at defenders, but I think he goes back down to mediocre with, uh, with Greg Monroe back. You could use him as a tournament option, but I don't think it's a sure thing. Uh, we saw what he could do without him, so it's going to be frustrating to have Greg Monroe back tomorrow night. What about Andre Drummond? Drummond and Monroe come back into play in this one. Philadelphia doesn't stop big men. Uh, the only problem we have Drummond is uh, foul trouble, and it's no one hit a cover. Yeah, I mean, he's got lots of size on Nerlens Noel, who's probably going to start off guarding him at center. You know, sometimes the the problem with going against Philly is teams decide to play small against them. But really, Detroit doesn't have much of a chance with their twin tower. A choice, excuse me, with their twin towers. So I think Drummond's going to play big minutes, and he's going to dominate the boards because Philly's not a great rebounding team. You know, Noel's been better recently, but I like Drummond. He doesn't score that much, so you don't have to worry about Noel being a pretty decent defender in the post. You know, this could be a 15-20 rebound game for Drummond. I'll tell you what, if you're sick of playing NCAA pools and you want to play daily fantasy NCAA basketball, DraftKings right now has a Survivor Tournament for uh, the NCAA tournament, and DailyRoto.com has all the information you need to put a team together. So you, you like to watch the tournament, didn't fall during the year, go to DailyRoto.com and then head over to DraftKings and make it a little interesting. Minnesota and Toronto going at it in this one. Kyle Lowry's been soft at guard, but Minnesota, Ricky Rubio, don't know if he's going to suit up and play in this one. Yeah, that's going to be you know down to the last second. Uh, I do like whoever starts at point guard. 
you know, in terms of Rubio, he's not the greatest scoring point guard, so the matchups are a little bit of a moot point. But, you know, for Levine, I certainly like the matchup. If he draws the start, he's going to be close to minimum. I would definitely look to play him, and uh, I actually think this is a pretty interesting game altogether. Yeah, Zach Levine's interesting. He started out the house of fire the other night, and it looked like he was going to put up 50 fantasy points, slow down, uh, but still minimum solid. Price isn't adjusted. Will be a strong play if he is the guy that gets the call. Yeah, I agree. And uh, another guy I like in this game is DeMar DeRozan. Uh, most of his minutes recently have been coming at the small forward position, and we all know that DeRozan likes to score the basketball, and Minnesota actually gives up the second most points to the small forward position. Now, that's not fantasy points. That's real points. And, you know, as we know, DeRozan slid over recently. I think this could be a monster game for DeMar DeRozan. He's actually the guy that I would be targeting in this game. Uh, we'll have to uh, see how that one plays out for sure. Now, San Antonio in Milwaukee. San Antonio played the Knicks, and they played the Knicks. Played them tough tonight. Uh, when you look at this one, San Antonio, Milwaukee, you look at it, Milwaukee well, should have a tough time with Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the Knicks, the Knicks, Joey Galloway ate him up, but it wasn't Joey Galloway because he was back in Seattle. But Galloway <laughs> ate, ate them up. And you look at this Milwaukee backcourt, do we see the Greek freak going off here? Or do we have an opportunity for others here? San Antonio playing back-to-back nights, not sure who's going to be in the lineup or how that one will play out. San Antonio is usually pretty tough against twos and threes. Um, They did lose to the Knicks tonight, which was incredibly surprising. And usually on back-to-backs, some of the starters get rested. So we'll have to look at that. It looks like Ginobili's going to be out. I think we can tell that for sure. Uh, so it will be probably Danny Green and a Marco Bellinelli guarding Giannis, and obviously he's got a few inches on them. I like that. Uh, but San Antonio's been particularly forgiving to the point guards. So even though Carter Williams was kind of a disappointment tonight, I think tomorrow night might be a night to look for him. Uh, also like Kawhi Leonard, because the starters you know, do get set most of the time, especially the older guys, Kawhi Leonard is one of the best back-to-back players in the NBA. You know, I think he averages three, three and a half, four points more on back-to-backs than he does, you know, with with zero days, re- or excuse me, with one day rest, two days rest, etc. Because usually they'll sit Duncan, they'll sit Parker. So I like Leonard and I like Carter Williams, and I think Antetokounmpo could be a tough matchup for them as well. What about Tiago Splitter, who performed admirably tonight, and a guy that uh, was a cheap flyer for people on a five-game slate? Could he get in there? When we have an 11-game slate, the center position, uh, is it cost-effective to use a guy like Tiago Splitter? Well, it is a big slate, and I think there may be some other options. You know, maybe Justin Hamilton gets the start again for Minnesota, but, you know, with Aaron Baines out, Splitter was the guy at center. You know, Milwaukee notoriously bad or has been bad against bigs usually it's the power forward but splitter is one of those guys who is pretty good producer per minute if he sees near you know 30 minutes he'll probably get you 20 25 fantasy points so he's he's a pretty safe cash option i don't think you want to be using tiago splitter in tournaments because he's not going to give you 40 fantasy points in portland and miami are going at it i i mentioned on the podcast uh, two nights ago, that Damon Lillard, uh, his play defensively is kind of like Sean Kemp's contraceptives, ineffective, and he's, <laughs> it's still the same way going on here. So I look for Goran Tragic Dragic to have another nice night against Damon Lillard. But I ask the other question: Dwayne Wade put it up against LeBron James, came ready to play. 
any way that Wade puts that back-to-back up there. Portland's been hurt at, at the shooting guard position. And then LaMarcus Aldridge has to be way too much for this Miami interior defense, including Hassan Whiteside. Even though Whiteside's done a better job as of late of staying out of foul trouble, I think it's too much. The total's 199 here. Yeah, and Eric Spolstra has been very frustrating recently with his inactives. He has listed about four or five guys as questionable. So before I, you know, without a doubt say Dwayne Wade is worth a play, it's going to be worth watching to see who he, you know, Spolstra lists on the injury report. And he's probably going to be annoying with not announcing it until just about game time or, you know, shortly after lineup lock if you play on FanDuel or any of those sites. So, Wade does have a decent matchup. A flaw is a worse defender than Wes Matthews was, but we got to see if Wade's playing. Uh, you know, his usage hasn't gone down very much, if at all, with Goran Dragic. So that's good news. But I agree with you. I do not like the Heat bigs. I don't like Lamarcus Aldridge. I would give you know Lillard or Dragic a shot, and then then Dwayne Wade if he plays. Yeah, it'll be interesting to play it out. I'm, I'm going to predict, and hopefully Mike uh, and Drew don't listen to this uh, podcast. You know, in a way, I hope they do. In a way, I hope they don't. But So I just want to be right about this. I am predicting when you go tomorrow to DailyRoto.com to get your premium information from Mike Leone and Drew Denkmeyer that George Hill is going to be the guy on the cover. They love George Hill. The game is a low total, 187, but Aaron Brooks is absolutely the worst defender in the world. Will George Hill be on the cover tomorrow of the premium advice from DailyRoto.com? Well, I think Leone is definitely the one who is the main <laughs> contributor to that. And I have to admit, you know, I write my picks article on Tuesday nights for Wednesday. George Hill did make it to my list. And I'm really hoping that most daily players use StatMuse and look up, you know, as we discussed last week, the player versus defense because George Hill only played 24 minutes in each of his last two meetings against the Bulls. Uh, Aaron Brooks was not the point guard for both of them. So if you look at those alone, it's going to be a little deceiving. And now he's been playing you know, close to 30 minutes. He's been averaging just about 18 points a game, and Aaron Brooks is awful when it comes to covering, as you mentioned. I mean, I think he's going to lead the Pacers team in scoring. I think he's going to be a very, very nice value, even in a game that's probably not going to put up too many combined points. Uh, when you look at the rest of the Chicago-Indiana game, because of the slow pace, uh, this is probably a game I avoid the rest of the way, um, even with the cheap flyer option. Uh, Paul Gasol, of course, has been a guy that's been dominating uh, the paint, and if Joaquin Noah was out again, he's always an attractive option. But that being said, when I have 11 games to choose from, I don't even see like a guy like Noah coming into play. No, I don't. I don't, you know... The Pacers are kind of forgiving when it comes to the shooting guard position, but again, it's going to be a slow-paced game. They've got some good defenders at the bigs. You know, if you look at the options throughout as opposed to this one, I agree with you. It's too slow-paced. You know, both teams are good in terms of defensive efficiency aside from Aaron Brooks, so it's one to avoid besides that. Maybe if Noah's inactive, you could throw Miritich out there or Gasol just as a tournament option, but I don't love either. One other guy we got to hit up before we uh, close the book on this game. He's on a little bit of a run. Uh, Jimmy Butler out for the Chicago Bulls. Rodney Stuckey, a guy. The price has risen now, so he's not the same cheap option here. Uh, Stuckey, a guy you'd look at? Uh, the Bulls defensively, even in terms of efficiency without Jimmy Butler, has been pretty stout against shooting guards. 
you know, guys who get to the basket could give the Bulls fits without Jimmy Butler, especially if Noah's not there protecting the rim because Pau Gasol is one of the slower defenders. So I would actually I would consider him in tournaments if Noah's out because I don't see, you know, the Bulls have, you saw with Russell Westbrook with the triple doubles against them, they have problems getting to the basket quick enough if there's a guy who can who can beat him off the dribble so i would if noah's out i would look to stucky then you have orlando and dallas 202 total here and orlando's one of those confusing teams because they're pretty terrible defensively uh, but they've slowed down the pace they're they're uh, 202 though is a huge total there yet i look at this dallas mavericks roster and Chandler Parsons is a guy uh, that's been absolutely on fire. They use three guards in the Dallas rotation, so it'll be hard to take advantage of Alfred Payton there. Uh, Tyson Chandler just doesn't get enough opportunities or looks to to exploit uh, anything down low. The game's a high total. Orlando's been letting up a ton of points. Who do you pick out in this game to go in your lineup for the game? Because there's got to be some value here. Yeah, I actually think there are a bunch of guys you could go here, uh, especially if Tobias Harris is out tomorrow. He left tonight's game with an injury, and they have been without Fournier and Willie Green, who actually, you know, it may not seem like much, but both of those guys eat minutes in that rotation when they're healealthy. So it's been a boost to both Victor Oladipo and to Alfred Payton. And Dallas isn't a great matchup against shooting guards, but they're definitely a good matchup against point guards. It's basically Rajon Rondo versus Rajon Rondo with Peyton against Rondo. So I do like Peyton. I do like Oladipo. And I actually think Vucevic gets a boost also, you know, without without Harris's scoring. So I think you can look there. You know, we'll look to see who gets the start at small forward, whether or not they bring Channing Fry back into the starting lineup without Harris. He may be worth a look. Uh, I think there could be some values in this game. But even saying that, you know, without Harris, it's probably going to be a blowout in terms of Dallas. And Dallas plays like such a team, they are tough to predict from night to night. Yeah, we have a 12-point spread in this one. I think it's a good call uh, if Tobias Harris is out with Victor Oladipo. Me and Mike Leone just uh, discussed it on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio this morning. I told him that I thought Oladipo would be a play, and he cited that his numbers had dropped since uh, we had Tobias Harris out. So he had Harris in for a little tonight, and then Oladipo blew it off the chain again. I, I think you're right on there, and if you're looking for a two-god and his value is diminished on the site you're playing, this guy comes into the picture. But when you look at Rajon Rondo and Alfred Payton, this is the most intriguing matchup and tells you a lot about today's NBA. How do you put a guy in your lineup that if they're on the court standing there by themselves from five feet outside the key, they'd probably miss a jump shot. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And Peyton's been a little bit more offensive-minded lately. He's been scoring in double digits, but Rondo is definitely one of those guys who does not like to shoot. I have loved him throughout his career because he's a playmaker and he can get to the basket. But, yeah, it's frustrating. The pick and roll, they won't even you know go over the screen. They'll go under and let him sit out there all he wants it's uh you know rondo could always be one of those guys who get you a double double without points which is quite unique but uh i i don't love using rondo from night to night his numbers have gone down since on dallas you know he's only been around seven assists we used to love him because he was around 11 i think he's tough to rely on from night to night even with orlando you know middle of the road against point guards he just doesn't score 
Tony Scotter, and of course, Ricky Sanders from DailyRoto.com, bringing you the podcast right here on DailyRoto.com and the Fantasy Sports Network, 24 hours a day, seven days a week of fantasy sports coverage. And you have a list of personalities here that can bring you great, great information, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, Gary Thorne's one of my favorite guys. And, of course, Pat Mayo. I bring him on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. We talk golf, MMA, bats, or whatever you need to talk about from a fantasy perspective. And then, of course, Scott Angle, Adam Ronas, every single morning. Uh, those guys completely getting it done. Uh, one of the most intriguing events of Wednesday night, of course, is going to be Boston, Oklahoma City. Isaiah Thomas is expected to be out in this game. Marcus Smart versus Russell Westbrook. Uh, with the injury to Sergi Ibaka, Oklahoma State City is only an eight-point favorite. I was already in NCAA mode there. I almost called them Oklahoma State. I was getting ready for the tournament there. A 2-12 total in this game. Insanity should happen in this one. I think Russell Westbrook, I don't know how many stats. Can he get a quadruple double? Because he could be in, in for that against Marcus Smart. And I want to talk about the Celtics can't cover a big man. I thought Enos Cantor had that last game out, but he only delivered me 37 points on, on DraftKings, which was a disappointment. And then Mitch McGrary, in his first nine minutes of play, put up 10, rebound, 10 points and nine rebounds. Do both these guys come into play in this one against the Celtics team that can't stop big men? Yeah, yeah, I wrote about Ennis Cantor in the article for tomorrow, but McGarry definitely is intriguing. You know, Steven Adams is a guy who will play a lot of minutes and he'll give you defense in real life, but when it comes to fantasy, you know, he's not much of a contributor. But McGarry, without one of the bigs in the rotation, that's when he stepped up. That's when he's given us these double-doubles, you know, almost out of nowhere, especially when he came onto the scene. You know, he was a late-round draft pick. He was suspended for marijuana. We hadn't heard from him in a while, and boom, there was a 20-10 and double-double out of nowhere. Well, that was when they were missing a big guy from the rotation. And guess what? Abaka's out for a while now. So I think McGarry is going to be one of those guys, kind of like Thomas Robinson, who's a you know, a beast on a per-minute basis. The question is, how many minutes are we going to get? Boston, I noted in the article, terrible against both power forward and center You know, in terms of efficiency. So it doesn't matter. Both the big men are going to be in play. As you said, Russell's going to be in play. It's going to be a fun game to watch, and it should be an offensive show from Oklahoma City. All right, now they've got to turn it around. I mean, two uh, twelve is the total in this game. Boston's got some low-salaried players. Russell Westbrook, since he's gone on this run, has absolutely forgot about the other side of the floor. I mean, he's David Copperfield on the defensive side. It's all an illusion. He's just out there waiting for the next time he can get the ball in his hands, trying to add up on his abacus uh, how many points I need to get to a triple-double. Marcus Smart coming to play for a cheap option? Yeah, yeah. Because of, as you mentioned, uh, Russell actually, you know, during his triple-double streak was by far the last in defensive efficiency, and he hasn't moved up much since then. You know, he was completely focused on running the offense, and he kind of gave half an effort on the defensive side and let him run by him because he figured that he was just going to go back down and he was going to run by them. So I think Marcus Smart is in play. Uh, you know, Brandon Bass has been giving you double digits in terms of points, but kind of since olenek has been back, even though he's been floating around the 30-minute mark, his rebounds have been down, and, you know, Jay Crowder's been playing well. Uh, I think one of the big men does have a nice night. The problem is, you know, with their rotation lately, it's tough to tell which one. So I think Smart is the best play. I think Bradley's worth a play. He went off against Philadelphia the other day. And then with the bigs, they're all tournament options, and you can kind of choose at your own risk. 
And, of course, Tyler Zeller coming off 26 points, his career high in his last effort. Right, right. I'm not sure. You know, I think when they start Steven Adams along with Ennis Cantor, I think Adams is going to get uh, Zeller to start. And, obviously, he's a much better defender. He's a true center than anything that Philadelphia's got. Um, you know, Noel kind of covers the center, but he's not a true center. Uh, but Adams has really got that big body. So I think Zeller's in for a worse night than he had against Philly. He may be the guy that goes off, but I, I like Olenek or Bass as my guy. Do you ever watch the Boston Celtics play and say, I would like to send some shampoo to Kelly Olenek because it doesn't look like he's shampooed his hair? Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Chicago. We deal with Joe Keem Noah. He's the king of the no-shampoo club. But, uh, you know, Olenek's definitely up there with him. The Clippers in Sacramento go at it. Now, no total in this game as of yet. Uh, you've got to love Blake Griffin in this one, Rudy Gay. Uh, looks like he'll be possibly out. I expect him to be out. Darren Carlson's out. DeMarcus Cousins is questionable. And Jamal Crawford is out in this one. Uh, the two guards, been a situation for the Clippers where they've been exposed. So possibly you could go Ben McLemore if you need a cheap two-guard on the evening there. Uh, of course, uh, I'm not going to tell you anything you didn't know. Chris Paul is a good option in this one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and there's, it could get interesting in terms of, you know, Sacramento with all the inactive because guys like, you know, Ray McCallum don't really have a backup that can play the big minutes. Uh, so if, if even if it were to be a blowout and, you know, they were no Rudy Gay and no DeMarcus Cousins, he could still play well over 30 minutes and he would be the key for their offense. But then again, Chris Paul is a tough defender. You know, obviously DeAndre Jordan would benefit if there were no DeMarcus Cousins. But at the same time, the game could turn into a blowout uh, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait on this one for inactives to see kind of how we feel about it. I think I actually feel worse about everyone, you know, if besides maybe McCallum or, or Macklemore, if Cousins and Gay end up sitting, just because you know Sacramento's gonna get blown out of the water even at home uh, against the Clippers team that's got Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and Blake Griffin. And uh, it's interesting, I talked about this on last night's podcast and on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio this morning uh, with Mike Leone. I can usually check in at 10.30 on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio for Mike Leone or Drew Dankmeyer. DeAndre Jordan, for the next couple of weeks, is unrosterable to me. Uh, he put up all those numbers, and his salary has been elevated without Blake Griffin in the lineup. So it's going to take weeks, if not the remainder of the regular season, for that to adjust back to its correct total. And he's obsolete when Blake Griffin's in the offense. He is just a guy that doesn't get the ball. He hangs around the rim. He rebounds, and no play goes to him. He, he, if he's going to score any points, it's picking the ball off the glass and putting it back in. Yeah, we're talking about an 8-11 and 11 guy, you know, with Blake Griffin. And it was always, you know, the fact that if you looked at his numbers without Blake, that's when his averages riz, or excuse me, rose to about, you know, 15 rebounds. And he was actually over double-digit points, which for him is rare. So I agree with you. I mean, I think we're looking at a guy who's – I'm trying to think of a solid comparison. You know, we're talking about mid-range center, maybe slightly higher because of his double-double potential and his two blocks – but, you know, 8 and 11, what do you really what kind of value do you really get from that especially if you're playing you're paying almost DeMarcus Cousins money? Yep. And then we got a huge game late in the night. Atlanta and Golden State. This one's a 2-10 total. Most interesting about this game is we have two of the great offensive teams in the NBA, but two of the best defensive teams in the NBA. As sometimes that goes unnoticed. 
the one guy with the best matchup for me on paper for this game is Clay Thompson against a two-guard uh, that could be Kyle Corver with a broken nose or a, a replacement there, uh, possibly a Mac or a uh, Kent Bazemore. They struggle with the two guys before that. Clay Thompson's my guy. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, Tony, but Clay Thompson's been announced that he's out for the next seven to ten days with an ankle injury. So there will be no Clay Thompson. See? Yeah, there will be Clay Thompson. Because I made <laughs> my lineup a, a day early. Yep. Exactly. And people get and I get all excited and what do I do? I get let down. And you know what's crazy? In my notes, you know what it says? Clay Thompson out in my notes. But you know why? <laughs> I just got so fired up because I was I always pick on the Atlanta two guards. Well, let me pump you back up. Uh there is no uh, Kyle Corver, right. so so the Atlanta two guard situation does get a little bit better. Oh. But Justin Holiday's coming off a twenty three point performance oh. and I still I love him and that's a guy who's low salary. You know, he's gonna be in the starting lineup. Clay is a big scorer, so they're going to need to replace that. You know, Draymond had a nice scoring game the last time. Curry had a nice scoring game the last time, so he's going to even have to step up. But I think Justin Holiday is going to be a nice option and probably very heavily owned on both sites and for good reason. All right. You got Ricky Sanders there bailing me out with my Clay Thompson. I was I was I was emotionally I let down there. I was sad for a moment. It's uh, Tony Cicada, Ricky Sanders, the Daily Roto Podcast. We're going to be signing off right now on the FantasySportsNetwork.com. You can catch us every single day, Monday through Friday, 1.30 Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. For you guys all participating on DailyRoto.com, we'll get a little more rest of the show. iTunes, Podbean, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. And we're back. How about that? That was the quickest change of all time. You know, so let me ask you a question. Now we, we've got to talk some strategy here. You guys are going to get some interesting take here now. All right. I like – Curry is just off the chart when Thompson is in the, in the offense. He goes against Jeff Teague. That's a great matchup. So Curry's in my lineup. Can you play both guys in the Golden State backcourt with 11 games and have enough upside? Now you should be able to because the price is going to be cheap there. Yeah, I think that absolutely. I mean, I think this is a game, uh, I'm trying to think, I think they were in the 230s the last time they played. You know, it was like a 121-11 game, something like that. I mean, they lit up the scoreboard, and now they're coming to, you know, Golden State on the West Coast, usually the late-night games, for for whatever reason, are the higher-scoring games. And, yeah, because of Justin Holiday's price point, you know, he only needs so many fantasy points depending on exactly how high it gets. But let's say, you know, 20 to 25 fantasy points should be enough. I think there's enough scoring left, you know, there's a big enough scoring void. And starting, he should see 25, 30 minutes without Clay Thompson for the foreseeable future. Again, Atlanta's a very difficult defensive team, except for that hole at shooting guard, so there should be a whole lot of opportunities for him. Obviously, Stephen Curry creates some opportunities because you have to keep an eye on him. You know, you have to double cover him behind the three-point line because it's like a layup for him. So I think Holiday will see some open shots because they'll be focusing on, you know, the other staples in the offense like Draymond Green and Bogut in the post and I think you absolutely could and even should play both of them. All right. I'm going to see when you're a comedian, you set people up, right, with the first easy question and then ask the question you really want to ask. So I asked if we could play two. Now, you mentioned Atlanta's good defensively and there's not a lot of holes, but there is a hole. You can take advantage of Al Horford. But for me, Andrew Bogut doesn't have enough high upside 
on an 11-game slate, I'd probably go there. But could you roster Green and Curry and Holiday? Again, yes, I think I think you can. I know it's one of the bigger slates, but you are you know you are pounding a game that is one of the highest scoring games of the night, and missing Clay Thompson, you know that production has to be spread around. So Draymond Green, you know, had a double double the last time. You add some points to that, you know, we could be looking at 17 and 12. Draymond Green gives you blocks, gives you steals, you know, which always helps boost you. That's why Nerlens Noel has been so valuable as of recently. So even, you know, if Draymond Green scores 12 points, if he blocks four shots all of a sudden, you know, at his price that's usually six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000, you are covering it. And then, I mean, I think Curry's just going to be a monster against Jeff Teague. And then Holiday, you just need to get to that low number. You know, some of the best nights I've had in Daily Fantasy have been with the three, four-player stack on one team because people think, you know, I can't roster that many guys just because it's one team. But look, they need to cover their prices. You, you, they, they've set the prices. You need so many fantasy points. If you're going to, you know, get it in a game that's going to score 220 points, you want to you want to lock onto that game because that's where the points are coming from. So, I have no problem rostering three guys on Golden State. You know, four or five guys from this game. It's going to be a fun game to watch, and I think it's going to light up the scoreboard. See, I agree with Ricky in this situation. I I, I don't agree generally that you can win a tournament with three guys from the same. Ross spot unless you're in a situation like this. It's really two and a half guys because we're basically taking two starters and two of the marquee players in the offense, and then we're taking a guy uh, that's not the usual starter, so his price is depressed, he's a minimum salary player, and he's getting an opportunity to fulfill on a high-scoring offense against a team weak in a position. So it's not like we're taking LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love and throwing them out there with those salaries. We're getting a depressed salary on one of these guys. Uh, we're getting a guy in Stephen Curry whose usage rate will go up. Jermaine Green's usage rate's going to go up. So I agree, Ricky, in this instance, I think it can work. Generally, though, I, I try to stay away from three guys uh, in an NBA game when I have an 11-game slate. If you have a five-game slate or four-game slate, sometimes you have to do that. I think it's a disaster, an 11-game slate. But in this instance, I'm good with it, and I think you, I think you can win this way. Yeah, I agree with you. I think when there's a big impact player that leaves the situation, there's production to go around. And then, like you said, I don't like stacking then, you know, the three best players in the offense besides the guy who left. So, like you said, you know, LeBron, Kyrie, and Love. But, you know, assuming you take LeBron out, I have no problem going Kyrie and Love and then, you know, who fills in for him because it's going to be a minimum player and he should get way more playing time than he's used to. I think that's a great strategy for stacking guys is to go, you know, two impact guys and a cheapo if you're going to do a stack. And then the final game of the evening, Washington-Utah. <laughs> this total is 182. Uh, Utah is absolutely the best team in the NBA uh, defensively in the last 10 games. They they go up and down the court like a snail. Uh, this is a tough one to go and play uh, in this one with an 11-game slate. I think the only guy I'll ask you about is Nene Hilarios. He's, uh could be the only power forward dressed for this game, and he's cheap. Is he even coming to the consideration here? 
Uh, I, I guess you could consider him for tournaments, but it's just it's hard to want to take a guy in a game this slow and a guy who, if he beats his man, is going to have to deal with Rudy Gobert, who's just been absolutely dominant. You know, obviously you're not using Gortat just because of how absolutely dominant Rudy Gobert has been, but I think he's even a great help defender in terms of that. But, you know, Washington's going to have to score some points. They're going to have to get to 80, 85 points somehow. So Nene is definitely the best bet. In terms of Washington, maybe some John Wall, but I, I just have been avoiding guys playing Utah as a whole, to be quite honest, recently, because they have been the number one efficiency defense, and they've been playing in some pretty slow games, so it's hard to roster anyone against them recently. There you have it. That's the breakdown in the NBA games. To quickly recap uh, what we've discussed here in action tonight, uh, you're looking at Detroit-Philadelphia. We went back and forth on Reggie Jackson in this one against the Philadelphia backcourt. Uh, that's obsolete. I think we both like Andre Drummond in this game, if you're looking for the center position. Minnesota and Toronto here. Uh, we like the point guard, whoever it is, against Kyle Lowry in this one. Uh, Portland and Miami, we said you got to stay tuned and see who's playing in this one. Uh, you are a fan of Dwayne Wade in this one. LaMarcus Aldridge is a guy I like against the Miami frontcourt. And Gorin Tragic Tragic uh, is a guy I like. There. San Antonio and Milwaukee, uh, we threw out a couple flyers out there, but I didn't sense any love there. Did you sense any love? Michael Carter-Williams is the only one that I would give a shot to. I thought we were all sworn off on Michael Carter-Williams for the rest of the year after he wasn't announced not to play and then didn't play. I thought everybody gave up on playing him. See, I wasn't one of those guys, so I'm willing to give him a second <laughs> chance, even though I rostered him tonight and he was not very good. So he's definitely on double secret probation. <laughs> Indiana Chicago, uh, in that one we talked about, uh, Hill will be the cover boy tomorrow. Uh, we're guessing on the premium <laughs> section from DailyRoto.com as he plays Aaron Brooks, who uh, is, I don't know, what would you say, defensively challenged? Defensively, vertically challenged. He's just challenged in terms of playing in the NBA. This is why fantasy owners and daily fantasy owners in particular are so much smarter than the dude that has season tickets to like his local team, and he's got that foam finger on his hand, and he roots his team on. Like if you watch Aaron Brooks play, you say, "Why can't this guy stay in the NBA? Like why isn't there a team? He's good, right?" And then you realize when you play daily fantasy sports that the guy can't cover anyone, and that's why he doesn't play in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, there are Bulls fans who love him. You know, being here in Chicago, there were ones that were really mad when they got rid of John Lucas III, who's maybe not even as tall as Aaron Brooks, and had the same problem. And, you know, you you hear them talk and you just shake your head because, you know, there's two sides to the NBA. He, just because he's scoring on offense doesn't mean he's helping the team on defense. In fact, he's hurting them drastically. Orlando and Dallas, uh, with Alfred Payton, Rajon Rondo, Victor Oladipo. you got to watch out on Tobias Harris' situation. I like Nikolai Vukovic in this one. And what about Dirk Nowinski? He's a guy that, you know what, I decided at this stage of his career there's never a night where he has upside. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the consensus amongst most of the DFS guys. I'm certainly on board with that. He's just so frustrating. His minutes aren't up there. His scoring isn't as high as it used to be. I- I'm with you. I never even look at his name. I-, I even don't even recognize that it's there. 
a Boston and uh, Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook. I'll tell you right now, uh, I'm going to play Stephen Curry instead of Russell Westbrook tomorrow night. Won't pay the price there. And it's an attractive matchup. I might regret it in the morning, but I've done things at night consciously that I regret in the morning, so this one will be just fit right in. <laughs> I, I'm with you, though. I think Canner's to play in that game to stack with Curry. I think Curry against Atlanta – even if it's not the right call, at least you get to watch that game extra closely because it's going to be a fun one. One guy we didn't mention, Evan Turner, on a little bit of a run as of late. Uh, Turner coming any interest in this game with this high total? Yeah, I mean, he because he does so many things, he's kind of like a Rajon Rondo at the small forward, you know, where it doesn't have to he doesn't have to score in order to get value. He'll rebound, he'll assist, and every once in a while he'll get some steals. So he he always could have sneaky value. You just never know the nights he's going to go off because of the categories he produces in. Clippers and Sacramento, a ton of injuries in this game. You've got to tune in to uh, get this one. DeMarcus Cousins questionable, Rudy Gay questionable, Darren Carlson out. Uh, Sacramento could be the place to go in this game for salary relief uh, if you needed to get in your lineup. I think it's a great, great matchup for Chris Paul, uh, but we've talked about other point guards with great matchups there, how you can take your choice. Golden State, uh, we just discussed that excessively. In Washington, Utah, we threw up a little bit in our mouth. Uh, interesting news going on tonight. i got to tell you, i got to be honest about this. So, it's not something until I found out about five minutes before I was supposed to go on the air. Uh, someone tweeted to me, Victive.com is one of the daily fantasy sites, uh, new sites that are out there on the market, and they have a pretty hardcore stream of players. Even at uh, uh, Lou Dogs, uh, they were pretty heavy involved in the forums uh, before it came over to DailyRoto.com. And so I did a quick reading right before the show. It looks like they've decided to use entire pitching staffs for your daily fantasy baseball 2015. So what that means is you get the starting pitcher, and then when he gets out of the game, you get the bullpen as well. Now, there are several reasons I don't like this. For one, it just takes what what I see like is we do this research, we have these podcasts, we have these shows, and we fall in love with identifying the players. And this just makes it to me so easy that even the Democrat, the liberal, will be able to play fantasy baseball. Uh, I, I didn't mean that. I'm a Democrat myself. I'm from Massachusetts. 98% of us went there. But you know what I mean. It, it's just so, to me, so easy for people to do this. I don't like it. Second reason I don't like it is that if a baseball game goes extra innings and you get an extra at bat or two, it doesn't make a difference. You throw a pitcher extra inning or two, it's a huge difference. It's a game changer. For a guy you didn't even pick on your roster, you didn't even select, you get a you get 2.25 points for an inning pitched at Victive. You get .4 for a strikeout. Uh, you get uh, and you get negative points for a hit or a walk of minus 2.5. It just leaves too many things in here, too many ways to score. And if you have a 14-15 inning game, some knucklehead that picked the San Diego Padres with Brandon Morrow pitching, who went five innings, gets nine more innings of pitcher totals? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think it takes some skill out of the game. I agree with you. You know, you look and you do this research into the starting pitcher. You have, let's say, Clayton Kershaw throw eight innings, 
and it's a let's say it's five nothing game, and you have a reliever come in, get spanked for three runs, and then get you know all of a sudden it turns what should have been a great outing and a win into something mediocre. There's just all different kinds of factors that it brings in that's really unnecessary for the game of daily. You know, I think starting pitching is enough. You know, if you wanted to add closers in there to make something, something unique, you know, that could be thrown in there too, so you could guess. But, you know, the whole pitching staff, it's just, it. I agree with you. It takes something out of it. And if uh, any representative from Victive uh, hears this podcast, uh, would like to explain it and, and tell us what they're feeling, they're welcome to come on this podcast and let the listeners know, or they can also come on to my Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Show uh, from 9 to 11. Uh, we'll open that opportunity uh, to them, as we want everybody to have a voice in this community at dailyroto.com. Uh, we're definitely about fostering the community and helping it grow. I just don't like this, and it's just my personal perspective. Uh, Ricky shared his as well. I just think that it's it's too much there. I understand what they're trying to do. And it's great to try to make the things easy for everybody. But there's a point where, you know what, it's a game of skill and you can't protect everybody. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, that you, you could dumb it down too much and then, you know, Kool-Aid watered down too much doesn't taste like Kool-Aid anymore. So it's the same kind of concept. Well, that's a pretty good analogy. Did your mom teach you that? You know what? I uh I don't know where I came up with that one. That was right on the spot, but uh that that might have been from my camp days back in the day. That was a great one. Now uh, uh Ricky, now last night I heard uh that uh, through the grapevine that you had a date. I was wondering how successful Ricky Sanders was on his first uh well, I don't even know if it was the first date. On your date last night. It was not a first date. There was dinner included. Um, there was, it was just, you know, we went from dinner to relaxing, but all in all, if I had to give it a grade, it was very, very successful. Well, all right. I'm going to ask a question because this is one I need based on the previous history of my uh, guests last week and, uh, some of those guys, and they need a lot of work. So I'm going to ask you this. What date was this? Um, give me a general, you know, to be exact. I think we're talking about six or seven. Okay. This is good then. So six or seven dates in, did you go and pick her up? Well, she lives in the city and I live in the suburbs, so I went to the train station to pick her up. All right. So when she got out of the train station and she walked to the car, did you go open the door or did she get in herself? Well, let me put it this way. If it was date (laughs) number one, two, or three, I would have gotten out. But I think, you know... After after those are over and she's kind of getting the picture, then she needs to see, you know, the real you and not the you wearing a bow tie and a tuxedo. <laughs> and, right. You know, no filter yeah. then. Yeah, so Adam Pfeiffer was on the show last week, and I asked him how many dates does it take to not open the door anymore. And he basically said, I don't open the door from date one. And then he, <laughs> then he went on to tell me he's single. Like I was like, you've got to fake it for a while, and then you go into it. And he had no idea what I was talking about. And this is a kid whose parents are spending hard-earned money on his college education, and he doesn't even get the daily facts of life. Yeah, I mean, this is a young college kid. I mean, this is your, when your dating <laughs> skills should be in their prime. You should be honed in. You should be opening doors. for. I mean, that that – my skills were never better than than my college days. I have to tell you, you know, it's all gone downhill since then. But during college, you know, I was a proper gentleman until I didn't have to be anymore. That was just it was second nature. Now, 
one of the things that I've always said when you're in a relationship is I, I'm not a big fan of a woman that likes fantasy sports or golf um, because I think you need vices to be away from the relationship. And if she's trying to uh, take me down at DraftKings, we're always going to be emotional. We're going to always be on edge. So I, I don't like that. I don't mind going mini-golf with her because I like her playing with my putter, but she's never going to touch you know, the driver. I, I agree with you mostly because I've just never been attracted to the sporty type of girl. I've always been attracted to the girly girl. So I've never had it come up where I was playing daily fantasy sports. And she goes, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm doing this. And I gave her the quick explanation. She goes, oh, I want to do that. It's more like, you know, okay, can we go to dinner? Or, okay, can we go do something else now? And it's never been where we're invading on each other's territory. Sort of like, you know, she's going to get her nails done. I'm not saying, can I come with you? Yeah, you know, it's interesting uh, uh, if you go that route and see how that one plays out. And if you got anything you guys want us to discuss, always hit us up at the Daily Roto Forum. Uh, we'll be over there reading the forums, and, and we'll take it part of the show. You know, what's interesting is uh, we've always used this portion of the program to try to uh, uh, get to know people, and we've heard about the dating advice. Now, St. Patrick's Day was today. How did you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? See, I didn't do anything special this year, and I'm really down on myself for it because I've taken a particular liking to it since college. I've been automatic, you know, get dressed up in the green, go to the bars from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and that's the end of it. You know, you drink your green beer. But this year I actually took it off. You know, there was nothing special. I've been doing the daily thing, writing for Daily Roto, and and I kind of took it easy this year. And you know what? Looking back on it, I kind of wish I had roughed it and then – you know, tried to fight through it in terms of writing. But, you know, it was the responsible adult thing to do. But I had some, you know, FOMO, if anyone knows what that is, the fear of missing out. I was looking at Facebook pictures of all my friends saying, damn, I should have been there. But you do realize all the money you saved. Oh, yes. It's, I mean, 100 bucks easy. And, uh, you know, that's just from the bar tab. You know, if you're there from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., you kind of you're you have a conscious decision making from about 9 a.m. to 11, and then after that you kind of wake up, look at you know Chase or whatever your bank is on your phone, and you go where did where did the money go? Yes, and that's the way to go for it. Hey, it's Ricky Sanders, Tony Sincata, and of course we're getting you ready for Wednesday night's daily fantasy basketball uh, options, and then we got you ready for Victive.com and their change in philosophy uh, when it comes to daily fantasy. Of course, DraftKings uh, will have a Survivor tournament starting with the NCAA tournament. Uh, that's a good take. I, there's one thing that's uh, DraftKings. I thought needed more of was some survivor tournaments, so I'm glad to hear about this. Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, I don't know the specifics. Is it now we're talking about choosing players or teams or how does it work? Players, you know? players, players. Ah, so so how, how does it work? Do I have to like? Do they have to get a certain point total in order for you to go on, or, or how? Yeah, how you're gonna have go? to beat. You're gonna have to beat uh, a certain percentage of the field. Uh, you win that day, you move on to the next day. Uh, then you beat a certain percent of the field, and you move on to the next game. And it's sort uh, of like you know whittling it down, kind of like the 64 format. Uh, so oh it'll yes, be, yes, yes. So it'll be yeah, interesting to do this. I was going to say I've seen that on fan, where you got to finish in like the top 20% and the top 20%. Yeah, I actually love that because I'd like to see you know how consistent I am and try and win day after day after day. You know, doing it one day is difficult, but but doing it 
more and more and more day after day. That really shows skill. I love those kind of things. It's called the 150,000 March Mania Cinderella four-day Survivor Tournament. This will be one for the ages. It'll be the first time that you'll want to be in Cinderella's dress and still respect yourself in the morning. He's Ricky Sanders. I'm Tony Scotter. It's the Daily Roto Podcast. Rick, thanks for joining us tonight. We're looking forward to having you on each and every week and talking about what's going on. I guess what? Tomorrow's podcast is going to have college basketball information for you. So I will set you up and get you ready for it as we'll talk college basketball. So, Ricky, there you go. We're going to help you out with putting your lineup together. There you go. And I actually think you're going to appreciate my article that comes out tomorrow. You know, I was writing my article earlier today, and I'm sure you're a fan of them. You know, the commercial for the Justin Bieber roast that's going to be on Comedy Central came up. And I thought, you know what? What if I were to do a mini roast at the beginning of my article? Because my, you know, picks articles can be, you look at them, you see the you know, the defensive efficiency, you see the numbers, then it's done. So I, I spiced it up a little. I took one of your tweets. I took one of Pat Mayo's tweets. I took some tweets from the other writers, and, and I roasted them a little bit, and I had kind of some Boy. fun with it. Yeah, if you follow on Twitter, at the Tony Sincata, sometimes uh, uh, my tweets are there, and sometimes they're off the wall. Ricky, where can people find you on Twitter? At R. Sanders RX. And no, it's not like the pharmacy. It's like Roto Experts. <laughs> it's great that you have to explain that though i think that's the key like kyle soppy uh he is for the rx right <laughs> that that would not shock me in the least <laughs> there we go make sure you go check out ricky's article at dailyroto.com you guys got a full show tonight we're looking forward to some success on a big wednesday night and then of course we'll get you ready for college basketball you can go over to dailyroto.com and get inside them forums and put your bracket in. You can win a free premium subscription and get in tune for that. It's Tony Scott of Ricky Sanders, DailyRoto.com. We're out of here.